Well, hi there, and welcome to Boulder Not Older. It's a new broadcast that we have here at Central Carolina Community College. It strives to be a show about continuing to live alive after 55. So reaching out to some of our veteran listeners here on the station and also on our podcast app. Thanks for joining us, and we hope that you'll be entertained and informed. I'm always entertained whenever our host (laughs) is with me, Gwen Collins from the Dunn Center, uh, just outside downtown Dunn. Gwen, good to have you in studio. So glad to be here. So uh, we thought that for this first episode of Boulder Not Older, that we would talk about the idea of fitness and health and the importance of that for those that are getting up there in years. Um, And I wonder just exactly uh, how important that is for us to think about and be conscious about. And maybe we can get into some of the things as to what's important to do, what sort of things are good benchmarks, how you monitor yourself and and get into all of that. But before we do that, Yes, we know that you uh, do take care of operations at the Dunn Center and work with the seniors there in particular, but what in particular do you bring to the table when it comes to this particular topic of senior health and fitness? Oh, okay. Um, Let me give you a little bit of background. I have been a personal trainer for 25 years and an aerobic instructor for 30, and I have taught anywhere from kickboxing to line dancing, to TRX, water aerobics, step aerobics, weightlifting, boot camp, um, a wide variety. And I've also have taught senior citizens, especially the new things, uh, silver sneakers. I've done Zumba, Jazzercise, pretty much had my hands in everything. So it sounds like a lot of stuff dealing, especially with aerobics and just, you know, all sorts of different types of movement, keeping the body going. Yes, that's correct. Um, so... Of course, we're told to do that all the time, and there's varying degrees of what we're told is the minimum and what's healthy and and things like that. Um, What would you say would be sort of the minimum benchmarks for an older person in terms of keeping themselves moving and active? How, How long, how many times a week, what sort of things should they be doing? Well, if you've been completely inactive, I always suggest as a personal trainer, Based on my experience, if you just did 10 minutes of something simple, if it's nothing but walking or if you're in a chair, a wheelchair, or you're incapable of doing something, marching in place, Um, simple things for 10 minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a good starting point. Then you could work up to maybe um, doing that two to three times a day. It's it's the little changes that make the difference. People think you've got to go out there and run a marathon or a triathlon to be healthy. Not necessarily. You want to be able to use these muscles. You want to be able to con- keep your range of motion. You want to be able to continue with your life just in daily functions. And if we don't take care of our bodies, it will show up as we get older. Um because as we age, we lose not only our bone density, but also we lose our muscle mass as well as range of motion. So I can tell you from experience, I've exercised all my life and it has paid off because I'm in my 60s and and I can do what some 20-year-olds can do because I have stayed healthy. Plus, God has blessed me. But I will say this much, even if you're in a wheelchair, 
you can do something simple. Something simple if it's nothing but picking, picking up two cans and doing a bicep curl or um, lifting your leg or extending your leg or doing a tricep press over your head. You're not you're only limited by your body. Now, uh, I'm glad that you bring that up because I think a lot of people, when they think about trying to start some sort of a regimen and perhaps they have not ever formally done any sort of exercise, at yes. least in an intentional sort of way. Yes. It can be a very daunting thing because as I mentioned before, uh, there's all sorts of different experts that say you need to go hard, you know, 30 minutes a day, five days a week, or an hour a day, five days a week, or, or things like that. And, and that can seem overwhelming. Yes. Um, what would you say to someone that is just starting out and trying to put into their mind the sense of a realistic goal for starting out and then maybe think about what should be in someone's mind when they decide, okay, maybe I can push harder. How good is it to do that and how much is too much? The definition of fitness is the, we use the acronym F-I-T-T. It's frequency, intensity, time, and type of exercise. Frequency means how often do I do it? How many times a week? Um, how many times, a, how long it, it, it duration? I is intensity, how hard. It's called perceived exertion. And this is what I used to teach my class. Pretend you're sitting in the chair and you're lazy boy with a remote. That is a zero. Okay. Okay. A 10 is it's 100 degrees outside with 100% humidity and you're pushing a lawnmower. That is a 10. You need to start out as a beginner between a 3 and a 6. When you can breathe and exercise and talk like I'm talking to you now, mm -hmm. that's a good gauge. If you find out you're losing your breath or it's getting too hard, you slow down. Slow down the intensity. Okay? The other one is time. If you're just getting started, 10 minutes, that's a great way to get started. Okay. If you have been doing it and you increase 10 minutes in the morning, maybe 10 minutes in the afternoon. But I do know a lady that I used to train. She lost 150 pounds. And for the first two weeks, all she did was pack her gym clothes and show up at the gym. Brought in her bag, changed her clothes, went home. Just to get in the habit it takes 21 days to develop a habit. Two years later, two years. She was not only lost 150 pounds, but she was fit. Doesn't have nothing to do about the scales or the size dress you wear or the size pants you wear. When you exercise, there's so many other things to take in consideration. And then the last T, frequency, intensity, time is how long you do it. You increase the time. And the last is type. Mm -hmm. You need to choose something that you enjoy. If you hate it, you're not going to keep it up. Very so you true. need to find something you enjoy. There's all kinds of things you can do. If it's nothing but turn on the radio and march in place, at least you're moving. Um, there's line dancing. There's yoga. There's water aerobics. There's swimming. There's walking. There's uh, strength training. There's all types of things you can do. But if you don't like it, you're not going to stick with it. So that is why it's called FIT. That is the formula for it. 
Now, you mentioned all the different types of things that can be done that fit into that. And, you know, I'm sure some people may be picturing in their minds, uh, you know, maybe some of the fitness TV shows that have been mm -hmm. on in the past. I, I think of Richard Simmons. Yes. I think of Sit and Be Fit, which are two very different very approaches different. Yes. Uh, to regimen. And, you know, they're... I've always felt personally that watching someone on TV doing exercise and then I'm trying to follow them along Correct. just seemed kind of weird. But I can also imagine other people would be more comfortable with that because the eyes staring at them from the screen are not real eyes that they may perceive Correct. if they go to a gym or right. something like that. Um, but I think, you know, you also mentioned that it does take a certain amount of time to form a habit. And a lot of people do say 21 days. Correct. Um, so let's talk about discipline. Let's talk about the idea of getting into that mentality of making a conscious effort to do whatever it is that we're going to set out to do. A lot. Everybody has different personalities. You have to try different things to see if it's a good fit. Um, some people, I had a, a workout partner, had the same workout partner for 18 years, and it made me accountable. Even though I was a trainer and aerobic instructor, I wasn't doing, quote, my workout. But because I had somebody who was going to show up four times a week, and I knew that if I didn't show up, they were going to give me a hard time, or if they didn't show up, I was going to give them a hard time, that kept me in check. You have to figure out what your goal is. Why do I want to do this? Do I want to do it to just get healthier? Do I want to do it to lower my blood pressure? Am I trying to lose weight? Am I trying to do this so I can play with my grandchildren? Or is it just be able to do daily activities like pick up groceries, sweep the floor? Or I just want to be able to move somewhat because I am disabled or I have an issue that I can't move. You have to figure out what your goal is. And then strive for. And you're going to have days you, you don't do so good. I have um, always told somebody, if you start and you have a bad day, say, hey, this is just a bad day. But the days you feel really good, push a little harder. Add an extra minute or two, an extra 10 minutes. You have to start small. It's baby steps like anything else in life. You're never going to reach a goal until you make that first step. And it's con consistency is the key. You can't do something today and then not do it six months from now. Most people who are fit doesn't mean that they are have the perfect body. That's why we all have that image. You need to have that they got lower blood pressure or their heart rate, their resting heart rate is lower. There's diabetes. They don't have to take diabetic medicine anymore, insulin. Um, they don't have to take cholesterol medicine. Or they had their AC levels have dropped. There's all kinds of goals. You just have to figure out what's attainable for you. And mm -hmm. then once you get, you start seeing results, do not go by the scales. When you start seeing either your blood works better or you're eliminating medicine or, oh, my goodness, my pants don't fit as tight. Or, oh, my goodness, don't I look good in this dress? Anything. Or I can get on the floor and play with my grandchildren or throw a ball. That's what makes the difference. We sometimes have this false image of perfection. It's not about perfection. As we get older, our bodies do change. We're trying to be the best version of ourselves, whatever that is, whether you're in a wheelchair or whether you do triathlete or triathlete. You have to pick your goal 
The great thing about exercise is it is individual. And the good thing is when you have succeeded, you can pat your own self on the back because you did it. We're talking about health and fitness here on this episode of Boulder, Not Older. Gwen Collins, our host, yes. talking with me here today. And uh, Gwen, as we talk about this, uh, it occurs to me that uh, because some people may be dealing with certain types of underlying health conditions, we mentioned some of those earlier. Um, how important is it to do certain types of preparation before going into an exercise regimen? Is it necessary to speak with a doctor or uh, should you consult a trainer or how should somebody prepare before they go forward on this journey? That's a good question. If you have medical issues, yes, you do definitely need to speak to your doctor. That is very important. Even if I was going to train you, I would want to give a health questionnaire. And if you check certain issues, I'd say you need to get permission from your doctor because we have had people that absolutely positively you can't exercise. But that has been a rare occasion. The Also, you have to consider um, range of motion. All these issues come in. So if you are getting started and you don't have a guide, your doctor can lead you in a direction. Also, too, if you decide to do this and you go want to go a step further, it is always a good idea to hire a trainer. And I'm not saying because I was a trainer, but if you have a trainer who knows how to work with special needs or special population, mm -hmm. that's what I used to do. I worked with people who had hip replacements, heart transplants, kidney transplants, um, knee replacement. I even worked with people who could not have surgery. I had one gentleman, the doctor refused to do double knee surgery because he had to be able to lift his body out of a chair with his hands. Because he said, if you get both those knees done, you're not going to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn to get his upper body in strength. I've worked with chemo patients. Yes, you need to talk to your doctor. Um, but I can tell you this. Um, because I have worked with so many different seniors, I've worked with some that's in their 90s and are still active and live at home alone. And they will tell you, just like the people in Okinawa, Japan is a great example. There are people in Okinawa, Japan in their 90s and 100 that still have a garden. It's because a body in motion stays in motion. You, If you've been a couch potato all your life, you can't just start off running, as we had said earlier. You have to start with baby steps. Go slow. It's the consistency that's the key. Like anything in life, um, diet, um, any good habit, it's the consistency. Baby steps. Now, uh, when you're talking about uh, working with a trainer, what should somebody look for in a trainer if they don't trust to do the regimen themselves, or if they just want that confidence of someone else with them. What are some good quality traits about an effective trainer? You need someone who's got experience working with whatever, if you're, for example, if you're going to work with a athlete, somebody who runs, you need somebody who knows how to train a runner. In my specialty, when I was a trainer, I worked with people who had health issues or either they were elderly. Um, and they have to have certain qualifications. They have to be certified. They need to be CPR defibrillator certified. They need to have referrals. That's a good one. Um, either they have people that have they trained, have witnessed what they do. You need to get credentials that show that they know what they're talking about. Um, I had a lot of physicians when I worked at a health club that would send me 
patients that they had to come and see me or people that went to physical therapy say, go see Gwen. Because I, if you couldn't do a jumping jack or a knee lift on the here, I could put you in the pool and you could do it. Or I could put you sitting down on the floor with a TRX strap and you could learn how to pull yourself up. There's all ways to do it. You need to have somebody who knows whatever you're trying to train for. If you're going to do a marathon, you need a trainer who knows how to train in marathons. That's what you look for, whatever your need is. You need to find somebody who specializes in that. Does that answer your question? I, I think so. I think so. I think the next step then is thinking about exactly what you're going to do. And we have talked about the fact that we ought to be at least somewhat interested in right. what we're doing so that it gives us motivation Correct. to do exercises. Now, I've heard different people say that certain exercises are better than others when it comes to overall cardio health. Uh, I've heard some people say walking is the best exercise. I've heard some people really talk about doing exercises in a swimming pool. Uh, are there certain exercises or types of exercises that work better than others for overall health or perhaps certain people should consider certain things? That's a great question. If you're a beginner, you need to start with something simple as starting exercise in a chair. If you can't get off the, you've just got off the couch doing something that like sitting in a chair exercises. If you have been walking, then you need to do other things. There's two different kinds of exercise. There is cardiovascular and there's also strength training. Mm -hmm. Cardiovascular is working your heart. Strength training is not only building muscles, but it also is making your bone density. And that is very important as you get older. Our bones get thinner and they get brittle and they break easy. So if you ride a bicycle or you do um, something like that, that is not a weight training exercise. It's good cardiovascular-wise, but it's not going to help with their bone density and your bone strength. Um, you have to find out exactly what your goals are. If mm -hmm. you're in, I will tell you this, you can weight train and do cardiovascular at the same time. There is a there is a way to do that by keeping your heart rate up. But you need both. The reason you want to strength train, and it doesn't mean go grab two 50-pound barbell uh, or bench press 200. <laughs> Starting off, if you've never even done anything, is two cans. Little cans in your that is a good way to start. Squats. You don't even, you can use your own body weight. That is one of the best ways. Stand at the kitchen counter, put your hands on the counter, and squat. When you do a squat, you make sure your knee's behind your ankles and you stick out your glutes. That way you're not stressing your knees. Because very simply, if you cannot stand up and not, and not use, if you have to use your hands to stand up out of a chair, what you're doing is you're heading for the disaster yep. because that means you are not going to be able to ever get up if you can't use your hands. You say, well, how's that practical? Well, let's say, think about it. How are you going to get out of bed if you can't use your hands or use the toilet getting out of the hands? Also, if you fall, they have done studies that simply doing a sitting chair and standing up, if you can't do it 15 times in 10 seconds, that is not a good sign. That means that you are apt to have a fall. And that's another thing seniors have to be very concerned about is falls. Breaking a hip, mm -hmm. um, when that happens, it's like dominoes. You break a hip, then you're, you you lose muscle mass because you can't move. You've lost a lot of internal blood. 
Um, a lot of times people get pneumonia. It is like dominoes going downhill. So at the senior center, we do exercises to promote balance. We do things to help us get stronger so that our daily functions, just daily activities, make it easier to live. It makes a difference if you can get in and out of your car versus not. Or I can take my own groceries in the house. Yeah. That makes a big difference. It, it really struck me when you said that strength training is not just about developing your muscles, but also developing your bones. I never really thought about that, mm-hmm. but it, it really does make sense because in our case, we're talking about str- not just strength, but also stability mm-hmm. within that strength. Correct. So so that's vital. That I think that's really important for us to think about. Um we did mention a little bit about those that are disabled, uh, right. especially those that are in wheelchairs. And I can imagine that to a certain degree, uh, on one hand, it amazes me whenever I see someone in a wheelchair that's able to play basketball or right. do other types, types of gymnastics with some of the special equipment that they have. Um, but I don't know that we necessarily want to encourage everybody to try to do something like that, but uh, despite a disability, it's still important uh, important rather to have some kind of movement. Correct. That is correct. Also, too, another thing we need to touch on is called core exercises. Core exercises are the exercises you do consisting of your abs as well as your back. What happens is if you don't strengthen those muscles, you're more apt to fall and get hurt. How many times have you seen the commercial on television? Help, I'm falling and I can't get up. (laughs) That is a reality. You have to, I have to show my seniors, if they fall, how to get off the floor. You think, well, that's not a big deal. There's a certain way you can do it. So I show them that. Um, Also, too, when you have gotten stronger core muscles, it helps you not fall as easy. Have you ever stumbled and caught yourself? and stop from falling oh yeah or you fell and then you hear somebody has fell and they landed on the hand or the arm that is a big fear as we get older is falling and so if you can learn to strengthen those muscles that's a big also to have you noticed as people get older they start shuffling their feet that's not good either you need to keep be able to pick up your feet and put them down if you're in a wheelchair upper body strength is so important that's why they need to do some things to keep that momentum, keep those muscles working, increase the range, keep the range of motion, because they're really going to use their upper bodies a lot. Um, everybody wants to be able to take care of their cells. Not only does exercise help you in daily activities, but also it does things for you cognitively as well as your mental when they've done studies that people who exercise, they raise the hormones, serotonin and dopamine. That's the feel-good drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you want that. That keeps you from being so depressed. Also, when you exercise, it helps you cognitive. Because if you have to learn how to do um, weightlifting or you have to learn how to do line dancing, you have to use your brain a little bit. And that's good. Also, it has done studies that it lowers your heart rate, your resting heart rate lowers your blood pressure, there's more positive than negative. Um, You don't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger to be fit. You can do it by doing just starting simple. Um, As I said earlier, I I have seniors in their 90s who live alone. And the reason they can do that is because they do might have to use a walker, but they can they can get about and take care of themselves. I personally want to live as healthy as long as I can. 
our motto is bolder, not older. Just because you're getting older does not mean you got to give up on living. Mm. We need to enjoy each and every day. And if I can't go play with my grandchildren or go fishing, I'm missing out. Yeah. Well, Gwen, maybe there's someone listening right now and they're like, okay, okay, I get it. I need to do something. But a lot of people just have a hesitation. Either they don't know where to start or they're not sure who they can trust. I imagine that the Dunn Center has some opportunities and resources for people that would like to start on this track. Yes, we have exercises Monday through Friday from 9 to 9.45. And then we have line dancing every Thursday from 10 to 11.30. And the exercises they do during the week, um, before COVID hit, I had my seniors doing advance on weight training and advanced moves. But when COVID came, they kind of even went under condition. They went down. So I'm having to build them back up. Well, I hate to... um, say they got there, but they're going to get there. We've been doing this now a little bit over a year, and I'm proud to say that um, by January, we're going to ump it up some. But we've got them in the class 86 years old, from 55 to 86. And the 86-year-old is remarkable. She's the most flexible woman I've ever seen. She's tougher than me in some ways. But she encourages me to keep going. And that's another thing. Start small. If you can't walk outside, move in your house. Find somebody, a buddy that you can walk with. Find somebody that will be agreed to work out with you. Join the Senior Center. It doesn't cost anything. It's free. Come and see us. There's so many things you can do that the, the whole whole back is yourself. Because it's not, you're never going to get any better sitting in that chair. You're only going to deteriorate. Okay. So if they want to take that first step, if they want to learn uh, about some of the programs that you just mentioned or uh, maybe keep up on some other things that's happening, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, I know everything's online and that's a disadvantage for a lot of seniors. But a lot of times you can call the Department of Aging and they can tell you about things. Also, your local community. Like um, they have different activities that are free. We have people that get together who walk. They have people together like in the Dunn Parks and Recs. You can walk in the gymnasium. They have a walking club. They have a pickleball. You just need to call your local town and say, listen, I'm interested in working out or getting started. Do you have anything you offer in this town? If they don't, maybe the next town. But you can start on your own. You just you just need to do something. Just remember, if you don't move, you're only going to go downhill. And I, I don't think anybody wants to get worse with their health. We want to live the most productive life we can. And now, though, that's great advice, especially for those that may not be right in Dunn or in Southern Harnett County. But you've just developed a relationship with our listeners for the past half hour. They want to talk to you. Right. Uh, how can they get a hold of you and learn more about the Dunn Center specifically? Thanks for asking. Um, we do have a web. We do have a web page on Facebook. It's 4CCCCC Dunn Center. Also, you can call um, and leave a message at 910-814-8929. Leave a voice message, and I'll be glad to get back with you. Or you can email me at gcollins.com. 
at cccc.edu. And that's the letter G for Gwen, Collins, C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Correct. At cccc.edu. Let me give the phone number again, 910-814-8929. Correct. Leave a voicemail. Don't just call. No one answers. Hang up because I know you. You're busy. You're not always at the phone. I do not stand at that office. (laughs) (laughs) 910-814-8929. And also look them up on Facebook at cccdone.com. Senior Center. Um, We have like 60 seconds left. Let me just give you the last word. I encourage you as you get older to not think your life is older over. It's not. You have you have to enjoy each and every day. Everybody has the same amount of time, 24 hours a day. Make the most of your life. Enjoy your life. But remember, a body in motion stays in motion. And you would be surprised what exercise would do. Hey, you might even meet a new friend. Who knows? All right. Well, hey, hopefully people will do that. They'll get healthier. They'll get connected with people. Uh, And all thanks to you and your advice. Once again, 910-814-8929. G. Collins at cccc.edu or CCCC Dunn Senior Center on Facebook. You've been listening to Boulder, Not Older, Gwen Collins, our host. And if you missed this episode or want to catch something again, you can catch us online. You can find it at 883wuaw.com forward slash Boulder. And all the episodes that we do, you'll find right there. This is episode one. So give us some time. We're going to try to do this on a monthly basis. And uh, so that tells you Come back in a month and we'll have more from Gwen here on Boulder, not Boulder. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.